up, Pool Save Chicks? It's your girl, Day. I'm Denisa. This is Lauren. And I'm Ayana. And you're tuned into Saved Girl Secrets. Ciao, how y'all doing? Good. Good. I feel like doing this all right. episode. Oh, you doing all right, Denise? Yeah, I'm doing all right. It's all right. I feel like this episode is like a, a episode of Maury, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> But we is asking, who's your daddy? <laughs> when it comes to such and such your role, whatever your name is, such and such mm-hmm. is not the father. The father. Oh my goodness. But yes, we're we're literally talking about parents, but spiritual parents and what that looks like and how that relationship should be. We're talking about people who call pastors their spiritual mamas and spiritual daddies, right? Am I leading us astray? No, you, you're, no, right. you're right. exactly right. Okay, so I guess we can kick off the conversation um, with a story. I'll start with the story because we ain't started with a story in a long time. Um, so our pastors um, of the church that we go to, of course, um, the female pastor is someone who I think we all admire on the podcast, for sure. Mm -hmm. Someone who I've definitely built a relationship with throughout the years, who I would say is someone who was a mother figure to me. I remember one Mother's Day, I don't remember if it was last year, maybe the year prior. And you know how everybody puts up like their stories on Mother's Day and all of that stuff. And I started to put up a story with her in it just, you know, to honor her as a mother figure or whatever, and went to type out like my spiritual mom and literally stopped dead in my tracks because I was like, yo, this is weird. (sighs) I don't even call her that in real life. I would say, oh, you're like a second mom or like, you're like a mother figure to me. I wouldn't necessarily call her a spiritual mom. And so I think that was the first instance for me where there was almost like an internal conflict of like, what does this really mean? And by putting it out there, what am I really trying to convey? So want to open it up to get y'all's perspectives on, is it, is it something that is normal? Is it something you should do or whatever? Like, what are y'all's thoughts? Um, I don't think, uh, honestly, don't think it's weird. I feel like people make it weird. Um, just being honest, because I do view our pastors for me as like spiritual parents. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I've been saying that for years. I've been saying that I feel like since I was like a teenager and when I really, really got to know God for myself and just viewed them as like, I know I have my parents and nobody can replace my parents, but spiritually I do look up to them in you know certain ways of understanding and understanding the word and you know, our church has really helped me to develop a better relationship with God. So that's Mm -hmm. why I I view them in that manner. But it's not something that I just be like, that's my spiritual parents. That's my spiritual parents. Like, I don't blast it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't blast it. So I can understand, you know, the conflict. I can understand what you're saying, like when, Mm -hmm. you know, putting up the post, um, because I know I've never posted it, but we've posted it like in honor on our young adult ministry page, like, yeah, happy mother's day to our first lady, you know, but we don't say first lady or we may not say first lady. I feel like one year we did say spiritual mom or whatever. So I get it. Um, because 
people have really weirded out simple things, you know, yeah. like back in the day, it was like, yeah, that's my spiritual parents. But now I've seen some instances, y'all, where mm. I know someone who called someone that wasn't our pastor. It was like another minister, their spiritual parent. And I was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, I ain't judging or nothing, but I don't know if you want to call that person your spiritual parent. Oh, what made but, you say that? Was it like um, that the people they were calling spiritual parents more spiritual? No, they're spiritual. I mean, well, you know, they are they're a leader in the in the faith. I can't say in our church, but in the faith. However, I just felt like I was like, be careful using that term. You know, mm-hmm. I know everybody's not perfect and whatnot, but it was certain things about the person that I was like, are you sure you want to look at that person in that manner? Ayana said they Ayana <laughs> said they needed a DNA test. <laughs> <laughs> you are not. <laughs> right. I, it was just no, like, so daddy. I was like, are you sure? You know. No. Ayana was like, mm. <laughs> right. I wish, I wish you could see her side eye in real life. Super side eye. <laughs> I'm trying to be like real, you know, candid. I don't know who listens. Well, not candid, but you know, just you know, politically correct. Politically correct. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, I I I don't see anything wrong with the term. I just feel like in 2022 we have gotten a little too deep with it. Well, not we, but people. So mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. that's my thoughts. I used mm-hmm. to think term was weird, honestly, at first. <laughs> I was under the correct covering where I can tap in and be like, oh, absolutely. Those are my spiritual parents. Mm-hmm. Just completely honest, coming from a very religious holiness background. I was like, spiritual parents? No. I got a mom and a parent. You know, like, I have it. I got my mama. Don't eat. Mm-mm. Right. Like, I have a bit. I have this. I have this. I don't know. Uh-huh. That's right. You got the whole little in the right. the holiness churches. Y'all got See, the delegation. It's different. different. Right. It's different. But I will say to both Ayana and today, to your point, um, I think you should be careful with who you say or your spiritual parents. But I think it does take the right person. And you know when you know. Like, you know mm-hmm. when somebody's literally pouring into your spirit who is blessed, you know, blessing you. And mm-hmm. that can be. It doesn't have to be up close. It, it's awesome if you do have that relationship like Day has it and Ayana has it. I don't personally have that relationship with either of our pastors personally, but they're still my spiritual parents. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes people assume that you have to be like touching the hem of somebody's garment mm-hmm. to that that's your spiritual parent. And I don't be- I don't believe that to be true. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's been it's been real it's been real strange around these parts. And I will also say, and I told this to you guys before we hopped on, but um I don't want to say that the Holy Spirit has now become more popular, but what I will say is that with it's evident that the grace message in my opinion is spreading and that our generation of course is the generation that's picking up and running with it. And with that, I think the residue of, you know, not necessarily residue, but um walking or strengthening your relationship with the Holy Spirit, sometimes out of context people assume or say if we have the Holy Spirit, we don't need anything else, right? Mm-hmm. Like if we, if we, we, have don't need, we don't need a I'll, covering. Right, right, right. And I think sometimes it can be taken a little to the extreme. Yeah. So, yeah. I, um, it's crazy. I was having a discussion earlier and um, I said, I'm sorry, guys. 
You good? You good? Yeah, go did y'all hear yeah. that? You good? You okay. Good. Yeah, we did. Okay. Sorry. Um, okay. So I was having a discussion earlier and I, I was saying that I can understand why so many people are having this issue when it comes to, um, let's say, church and going about the manner of, oh, well, I'm just going to flow with the Holy Spirit because mm. um, there there's so many. First of all, I feel like everybody needs to be careful when it comes to um, I. It's, this is exactly it was like three different conversations, but it was like the same person. Okay, so I said that we have to be careful with Instagram preachers because we take a minute clip and um, we take a minute clip and you put like the big meat in the minute clip clip. But a lot of people are not going to go and watch the whole message. So they take that minute clip and they're like, man, that was a revelation. And they run with it without knowing the full scope of what the pastor said or what the, the, the person influenced or whoever said. And it's so false. And sometimes the influencer will be wrong, but I'm a, yeah, I'm a, you know, and 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 I, I I'm not gonna give total. I'm sorry. Thought. I'm sorry. No, I'm you're sorry. good. I'm looking at Lauren's face, and Lauren's oh. like, oh, oh, I forgot about that. But I'm not giving fault to some of the influencers, but um, you know, because I'm like, it is the person's responsibility to you know educate themselves and, or look further. Yeah. Um, but with this chopped and screwed version of the Bible and grace and people just taking nuggets of things, I feel like that's why they think that it's okay to just float. Like I got the Holy Spirit. I don't need anybody else. I don't need a spiritual covering. I don't need, um, I don't need somebody to basically be accountable to. That's how it, hmm. it's it's a lack of accountability to me. I feel like it's that, you know, it's like, well, I don't want to place myself in one setting because I want to feed off of multiple people or I just want to float and go where I want to go. Mm-hmm. So that that's how I look at it. Like it's like and then, oh, this is why I said I understand as well. I understand in a way because. OK, before we knew about grace and the the true understanding of grace and having a relationship with God, a lot of the biblical principles were law based and condemnation. And when you think about it, it was like, okay, all right. So what happened? Why back in the day that revelation didn't come about to fix all of that? You know, how come now? in the 2000s is when the revelation of grace has become so much so much more popular and then there's there's freedom so i feel like some people are looking at it like well i don't even know what to listen to because first you had me in condemnation now you got me in grace and i've been living my life like this the whole time and i could have been you know living a free life you know so i feel like people are in a way, like, you know, I'm just going to do my own thing because it's like, I'm tired. This is, this is a lot instead of, you know, just giving grace to those pastors or whatnot. And cause it's like, 
honestly, back in the day, that's what everybody knew. And that's what everybody thought was the right thing in a way. So I know I said a lot. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I was about to say it's hard. It's a lot to digest. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm just going to answer the question. <laughs> she done loaded the gun and fired a Sorry, sorry. It's just, <laughs> man, y'all, I've been thinking about a lot of things. And I think it's, it's, I feel like I'm at the place where, I don't know, like God is talking to me about, like, especially young adults and seeing their side of why they choose not to be in church. Like some of them choose not to be in church. Some of them choose to be in church, but it's like this It's they have commitment issues when it comes to what church they go to or who they listen to. And they're listening to 50 million folks and all of that. So it's like, I'm seeing all the sides, but still of course, staying grounded in Mm -hmm. my relationship with God and understanding that, hey, this me having that understanding, but also looking at like, okay, I get why you you wilding that or I get why you, you know, you just all over the place, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think what I was going to add to the conversation and just kind of answering the questions that, you know, we presented in the beginning of the podcast about like just your personal feelings about a spiritual mother or a spiritual father. Um, I am very much so in the same vein as Denisa. Um, I still don't get it. To be candid with you, you will possibly never catch me calling anybody my spiritual father or mother. I get it. And it's, yeah, it's no disrespect. But even like, I'm going to use these two individuals for an example, Ayana and Baka. Uh, when I started going don't to Don't nobody church, call me that nothing. <laughs> No, no, but when no, but when I, I when I started when I started going to shift, I really at at a certain point in our relationship of them just being uh, our our youth ministers or our young adult pastors, I began to call them my ATL parents, and that was that was the level of respect that I, I was giving that's them. Different though. Why? I don't know. I just felt like it was a little different. I mean, because it's not like I didn't take you serious, but I was like. You know. Yeah, because I don't call you that a lot. That's no. why. It, that's why I don't call. I don't call you that a lot. It was more or less a thing. I was like, you know what? It was, and it was really random one day. It was like, you know what? Yeah, like my ATL parents. You know, mm-hmm. and it was just pretty much in that instance. I was telling them I. At that moment, I was letting them know I give them the same level of respect that I give my parents. Like I see the asset that you are in my life, just like my parents are an asset in my life, and that's all I was saying in that instance. For me, it is a little cringy because <laughs> I hear some people be like, yo, that's my dad. That's my daddy. That's my, that's my, y'all give it up for our dad. I was like, that's your real daddy or yo? <laughs> you know, I just be trying to figure it out. But um, I realized that people are actually saying like, that's their spiritual father or their spiritual mom. And just for me, I don't know if it's because I just got some really dope parents. I really, I'm kind of selfish with it. I don't really want to give, you know, nobody else that credit. I just have not yet like, accepted it you know to that level um where i i can freely say that's my spiritual father or mother i say that you are my pastor and i think for me that holds a lot more weight than saying you're my spiritual father or mother mm-hmm. you know by me even saying that you are the person that's not only leading me in my faith uh, or, or assisting me in my faith you're leading a con- congregation of people um i definitely don't mind giving people you know or, or acknowledging you for, you know, what you bring to the kingdom in that aspect. But for me, it's just always been a little cringy to say that's my spiritual daddy, especially start saying daddy, mommy, mommy, mom. I'd be like, ooh, 
I get that. I get that. I think some people do that as like a um um I don't know. I I feel like it's like a when I see some people doing that, I feel like I be feeling like some people like just be like, oh, I'm just going to I'm going to keep saying that because I want to position myself a certain way, mm. especially like with the daddy mommy thing. I got one mom. I, I got I was, one daddy. I was going to say, I think some of it, too, is cultural, though. Like I know yeah. in parts of Africa and in other parts of the world, like people call their spiritual leaders like mama or dada, like and it's a. To them, not a creepy thing, more so like a reverence or honor type of a thing. Um, so I also feel like, oh, I, get, no, I was going to say, I get that. I get that. Yeah. We, we talk about some of these <laughs> Atlanta, Georgia or <gasps> wherever this Bible built Southern folks. I ain't talking and, about my Ghanaian or Nigerian or Liberian brothers and sisters. I'm talking yeah, about. Because I was going to say that I understand mm-hmm. because it's more of like a cultural type of a thing I will say and I mean maybe it's because I wasn't this sounds so bad I've been in church all my life but I was in a Baptist church to Denise's point of being at a holiness church and I never really heard like the spiritual parents thing until I got into the Bible Belt I will say that mm-hmm. um and, and I mean, to Lauren's point, who's like, listen, I ain't never using the term. I got one mama, I got one daddy. Ain't nobody ever going to change that for me. I think that even if like internally, I feel like, okay, those are my spiritual parents. There's also a part of me that's like, I would never, or I would not intentionally like publicly be like, oh, let's give it up for my spiritual parents, such and such and such and such. Just because I almost feel like it's a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Or a, a, a internal spiritual relationship thing versus uh, this is an outward name for these people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's the part that makes it weird for me. That's the part yeah. that's kind of like, and I mean, but to each his own. To there's each a, his own. There's a scripture in the Bible that um, it says something to, and I'm not quoting it verbatim, but it says something to the effect of like, it's better for someone to acknowledge you um, in, in reverence to who you are in their life than for you to do it. Um, because it said it, in that moment, it brings more honor to you. So my thing is, I'm saying that to say that I've seen some pastors actually say to individuals, you are my spiritual son. I think for me, that carries more weight than the person saying like, you're my spiritual dad. Because I think at that moment, the pastor is giving, which is, is very humble. Right. It's, the pastor is giving, giving that permission or that. Right. It's, yeah. I think it's, it's giving the balance of the relationship and saying just as much as you acknowledge me as being a leader in your life, I acknowledge you as being someone that is an asset to my life as well. Because one thing I think we look at a lot of times in relationships between uh, mother and, 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 and father uh, with their children is that it's like kind of one sided. Right. That mom is only like kind of instructing us or dad is only instructing us to do something. But in, in actuality, if you look at, at the relationships between parents and children, it's, it's a relationship where both people offer things in the relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, especially if you look at the thing is like when I was a child, you know, my parents had to care for me. My parents had to nurture me. My parents had to feed me. But as our parents get older 
And as we get older and our parents become older in age, meaning like they're not capable to do things, those roles quickly reverse sometimes where you're finding yourself being that person to your parents, you know, when they once was that person to you as a child. And I think for me, I can appreciate those instances when I see a minister actually acknowledge their, the son or the daughter to say, you are my spiritual daughter, you are my spiritual son. Because in that instance, it tells me in my mind, like, man, you're bringing something to him. You're bringing something to his life just as much as he's bringing something into yours. So I would say, this is just my, my little two and a half cents, is I would say, you know, if, if you do look at an individual as your spiritual father, then like to Sade's point, keep that personal. One thing about my mother is if I walk in a room with my mom, I don't have to say, this is my mama, y'all. Mama, that's my mama right there, y'all. People, people can look, people can look, first of all, look at my face. They'll look at my face and say it's copy paste, <laughs> but they can look at our relationship and be like, yo, that's my mama. Like, I'll never forget on our launch party, uh, I was getting stuff ready in the, in the room and uh, we had some guests that were downstairs and my mom had just pulled up and uh, by then, some guests had already made it upstairs where I was. And one person was like, girl, I know that's your mama downstairs. And I hadn't even seen my mama at that point. It was like, I know that's your mama. Mm-hmm. I know that's your mama. I said, I see how she dressed. I see the way she looked. That's your mama. And sure enough, guess who walked in the door? My mama. Your mama. <laughs> and so I'm saying that to say, I think it's the same thing with like your spiritual father or, or, or your spiritual mother. Like people should be able to see the fruit that, they're, that they are, are sowing in your life before they even step into the room. Mm-hmm. If they really are your spiritual mother and father. And so that's how I feel like I don't I don't necessarily need to say that because, you know, if I'm talking to you, grace gonna come out of my mouth some way or another, mm-hmm. because that's all I'm a preacher. You know, my pastor preach about it. It's, it's, it's grace. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's the foundation of a lot of his words. Um, and so I, I think people a lot of times see the fruit that my that my pastors are sowing into my life before I even introduce the tree. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Makes a whole lot of sense. I got a question, though. Yeah, that was so good. Y'all ever had somebody that tried to impose their spiritual um, leadership on you? Like like a spiritual mom, dad, auntie, whoever, like they want. You mean like a like, spiritual adoption? Yeah, I guess we'll use that. <laughs> we'll say it like that. <laughs> we'll say it like that. <laughs> Not you being a christian orphan oh my god oh my god we, we are all we are all orphans adopted into sonship with christ is what the words say okay y'all ever, ever had anybody no, do no that answer. answer for me actually is yes so although i talked about this on season one so if you're not familiar go back and check out season which, one which episode but, was that uh, when I talked about how I dated the pastor and how basically it, it literally became mm. a whole thing, it wasn't just the two of us dating because he had just been ordained and he was young and, you know, I was very, you know, heavy in my church and I was young. It was immediately like almost like we're going to make them be this, not necessarily, I don't want to say power couple. They wanted to like, groom you. Yes, yes. And that's exactly what it was. The church that he was under 
a lot of the women from that church, obviously I didn't go to his church at the time. Um, but I think they wanted me to follow certain, you know, rules and certain ways and certain things of how they operated and how they moved. Um, my church was a smaller church, so I wasn't familiar with all the little things, you know, all the little things that they did at their church. And I can easily see how, like, thank God for my family, obviously, because my family's very direct and they're going to say, they're going to tell you, you know, how they feel. But I remember a situation where the lady literally came and she was like, you know, we're having women's ministry. Well, they didn't call it women's ministry. There was another term for it. But she was basically gave me a list of things that I was to do. I wasn't asked if if I could do these things. I was 17 years old. And I didn't even have the resources to do these things. What? immediate like uh like uh, okay now you're stepping into this role and this is what you're going to do to serve us because now that you're with this person your rule and your duty is to move this way and act this way so not necessarily they didn't say I was their spiritual daughter or and I didn't say that I was their you know they were my spiritual mother but they did absolutely try to impose a whole lot of beliefs wishes and and views in me and I was a child mm-hmm. but yeah abs- I, I can yes that did happen to me um, weird. People, that <laughs> yeah, goes back to people. People be weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a little strange. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, if you were 17, how old was he when he got in uh, ordained? 19. Lauren, that's hilarious. I we were kids. We were kids. The right. thing that it brings up for me is this space, and I'm sorry, Yana, if I'm deviating no, from the question. You're good. You're good. And I'm not. Def- this isn't a deflection. Um. But it feels weird because I feel like people may have their set of people who they look up to from a spiritual standpoint. And it's almost like it has to be this like one or the other. It's like, well, if you ain't under such and such, then your pastor ain't teaching you the right thing. And if you under it, and it's kind of like, this is not a competition. It's not. I mean, it's not a, it's not a, like my pastor is you know this and your pastor is that and that's what it feels like it feels like when a person imposes their leadership onto you that they're saying that whoever you are looking up to from a spiritual standpoint is not good enough or is not giving you what you need and I feel like only you can make that decision for yourself Mm -hmm. and I feel like there's spiritual leadership for everybody based on where you are Mm -hmm. and what you need what you're called to what you're anointed for because, I mean, there's some people who who need to be under certain leadership because they're at a certain point in life or because they're called to certain things. So, What were you about to say, Ayana? I was going to say, no, I, was, I was saying that that definitely happened to me. Um, it was, I feel like the, when I really realized it, I was getting married or I had just gotten married. And um, I'll say... Uh, someone, but I feel like a couple of people were upset that they weren't invited to the wedding um, because they felt as though that, you know, because we served together and whatnot, um, you know, it, it was just weird because they said that they felt like, you know, I was never really, you know, they were trying to embrace me as like a daughter but I was never really close to them like that. And I, they felt like I didn't welcome people in. And I was like, I mean, I don't need you to embrace me like a daughter because I have a mama. And 
my mother, like me, me and my mother's relationship is, is top tier A1. We good, you know, like I love my mom. I talk to her about almost everything, you know, cause when you're married, you don't need to talk to your mom about everything, everything. But I talk to my mom about almost everything. We have such a beautiful relationship and I really, really, I love my mom. Um, so in the moment, I was just really weirded out by it because I was like, what are you what are you trying to imply? Like, you do you think that I need like a spiritual mom or, you know, I'm like, I'm good. I have a mother like I have a mom that I am very close with. We talk about certain things, but they were like, you know, trying to impose this kind of spiritual mom slash mentorship role on me. And I was like, I don't need that from you. Like, I, and I would never look at you, you know, you're great at what you do, but for that, that's not for me, but that particular person, because so many people looked at them like that, they, I don't know if they just felt like I was just being rebellious or whatever. And I'm like, now nah, you good. You could be that to everybody else, but I don't need you for that. You know, we cool. So yes, but it, it, it is definitely gotten weird in many instances with that especially like when you're serving with people and all of that and then at the time I was the youngest in a lot of these spaces serving and so I don't know if like people felt like oh I need to scoop you under my wing and I'm like my parents serve in ministry as well if I need to talk to them about anything you know I can go talk to them. You know, they have really good training in ministry. You know, I think I'm good. I don't need you. So it's just, it, it, it was weird. It was definitely weird. Mm-hmm. I think people should be, you know, really intentional and probably taken in prayer before they're so quick to be like, oh, that's my mentor. That's my mentee or mm-hmm. my spiritual mom. Because to your pranayana, like, and Lauren knows this, because I, I talk about this one particular person often because it's like it grieves my spirit when I look at all of the people that I've seen be under their leadership and it's like their lives are spiraling (laughs) as well as that person so it's like that's why you have to be so in tune and take it to God and have I don't know who you talking about right now put in the group chat (laughs) you you do I know I know (laughs) group chat because I can't think right now for real put in the group chat here it comes Oh no! <laughs> Here it comes. I think we need an SGS group chat where we all our listeners. We need, we need a group me or something for all our listeners. So they yeah, can... we gonna get one. We gonna get oh, a group me for y'all. At. You know but, what, Denise? Yeah, that 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 instance. Um... <laughs> no, that ain't it. <laughs> that ain't it. She sent one in the group chat. I don't think that was the first. <laughs> That's not. No, wait Mm-mm. a minute. Now, but those, it makes me feel spiraling, though. I, I'm glad makes, some people have felt, you know, fallen flat on their feet and they finding out Jesus for the. Ooh, yes. <laughs> oh Lord. So, oh Lord. I am. Um, Amen. Amen. I was Lord. I'm trying to get back on top of Jesus. <laughs> No, Denise's point made me think about uh, and talk about stories, right? Made me think about this one time I used to, and it's gonna sound like I'm going left, okay? But I'm really on track. Oh, you good? Made me think about. It made me think about uh, at one time, everybody in my circle was going to this one beautician. Everybody, prior to us going to this one beautician, all of us had hair flowing down our backs, okay? 
But after a while of going to the beautician, everybody became bald headed. I was, I was, and it was oh just like, my hair was just breaking off. And then, so come to find out, sis was not taking care of her perms. At the time I was getting perms, to let you know how long ago it's been. Sis was not taking care of her perms and she was using expired perms on people's hairs. And so people began to, hair literally began to break off. I'm saying all this to say, sometimes you got to check how they hair look. I'm going to put it like that. Sometimes you got to look and check and see how does their hair look before you decide to book an appointment with that beautician. And I'm, I'm going to say that in, in the same thing with spiritual leadership. Sometimes mm-hmm. you need to check to see how, how uh, check their how fruits. Churn. <laughs> right. Check, check the fruit. Check the fruit to yeah. see how, how, how the farm is taken care of. Yeah. of fruit. So I, I think that's a really strong point, Denisa, uh, in, in what you said. And you know what's crazy is a lot of times I am very, and I could just talk about, you know, my experience and how I kind of deal with the faith. I grew up in a in a way where it was it was a little unusual because it was like I I, I knew of my ministers in a way that was beyond them just being my pastors. But I never really allowed myself to get that connected to the point where I felt like I needed to be underneath them 24 mm-hmm. seven. And so I do that because I feel like I always and this is just my personal my personal opinion. I, I appreciate always having a bird's eye view. I just mm-hmm. personally do, because I feel like what we lose sight of sometimes is that our leaders are human. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're human. They're going to go through what they go through, too. You know, but if I'm so close where I can't even I can't I can't. First of all, I can't, you know, if I if I if I'm in that relationship where I can be a, a, a I guess, a piece of advice for you or or be an accountability partner for you. If I'm so close to you where I can't be that, then I think that's a dangerous place because then I don't think I'm being, you know, true to the relationship that that I want to be. Mm-hmm. And so I say all that to say sometimes it's just better to <sighs> you got to find your balance in in developing relationships within the faith because yeah. sometimes it's just you want to always make sure you're you're that good enough friend where sis if you're not going or if you're not making some of the best decisions, I can still be that that advice. I can still pray for you I, or even if I don't even say anything to you, I can still sense it. And say, I'm going to lift you up in prayer. But I feel like sometimes we get so lost in the sauce that, you know, we are blinded about certain things that people, you know, that we we have placed on those pedestals, Mm -hmm. um, you know, would be going through. Mm -hmm. You just reminded me of a revelation that a friend and I got years, years, years ago. And it was literally like a lighthouse and a torch. Right. Like both of those, you know, provide or a source of light for you. You know, the, the lighthouse, you're not right up underneath them. You way out in the ocean somewhere. But guess what? That light's still directing you in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. You know, and then there are situations where you might have a torch where you're literally right up under somebody and they walking you through this and they're praying you through this and they're guiding you through this and they're right there with you grinding through the whole thing. You know, but there are seasons where that may need to interchange. To your point, you might not have to be right up under somebody, you know, and just because you may see other people have that or those develop those relationships or have those things, that's great for them in their season. Yeah. You know, that 
for a season and that's okay. But you can still receive, you can still get direction, you can still learn and glean. You don't have to be, you know, that. So I love what you just said. Yeah. You know what crazy thing though, like to your point, Denise, is like even if you think about our friendships, and I'm gonna mention this group, if you think about this group, we don't communicate with each other on a daily, like hardly ever. We may even, we may not even communicate sometimes on a weekly. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be every other week. And to your point, I think that gives us opportunity to grow. I think that gives us opportunity to live. I think that gives us opportunity to experience so that when things do happen in our lives that we can, when we finally do get together, we got something to talk about, number one. But then number two, it's like, hey, sis, crazy thing. I was just studying the Bible about this, this, that, that, and the third. And then like, you can bring all of that to the table but like to your point it's like if you are so consistent in saying i'm gonna be underneath that torch 24 7 because that torch is hot i like be by that torch that torch be taking me places it's like since you missing out you could be on a whole boat yeah i think in the middle of the sea i think when people do that they're making their spiritual parents their god yeah so and i think people have to be very careful with that because i've seen like to denise's point um the the mentions in the group chat i've definitely seen people's lives spiral because they put um so much so much on those people and i'm like you can't do that like you gotta have a relationship with god for yourself um like you can admire them and you know glean from them in a way but at the end of the day when you at home and you can't talk to nobody else but god that that's when you got to have, you you know, you, I think people forget that. And that's why it's such a double Dutch for them, like in and out, in and out of the ropes, because they don't have that balance of, you know, understanding that yes, these people can help you walk this Christian life, but they're not your God. So, yeah. Yeah. I want to use, I want to use this person as an example. Um, We're talking about one of our spiritual leads. I'm going to mention PT, uh, which is Pastor Taffy. Uh, I had watched Pastor Taffy for a long time from a distance, like, you know, just not trying to be underneath her, just kind of seeing how she moved. And one of my greatest memories of Pastor Taffy is when uh, we had the women's conference. It was the first one I had like volunteered with. And she had said she got on. It was the last day of the conference and she got in front of everybody. And she was like, you know, I appreciate everybody, even the people who attended the conference. I appreciate you people who helped out with the conference. I appreciate you. And she was like, when I dismiss service, I'm going to be here on the side. Like, make sure you come by and speak to me. I had never. When I tell you, I had never. I remember you saying that before. It's the truth. I had Mm -hmm. never seen Mm -hmm. a first lady do that. Yeah, I have never seen a first lady say that. And I had never seen a first lady do that. And the crazy thing is when I had finally the opportunity to meet her face to face where it was just she and I, her her presence was still just as pleasant as it was as I saw from that distance. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was like, "Mm, now now you got the respect, sis, (laughs) because it's like I have seen you. I have seen you from the distance. I have seen you up close. And you are consistent, you know, and I, I, I say all that to say, don't don't miss out on the full experience of, of a person because you you desire to be so up close to them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a beauty in their distance and there's a beauty in being in close proximity to them, too. But in each beauty, the beauty should match. They yeah. should not be any different. And I hate I'm going to be real with you. I hate getting around spiritual leaders. And when they start talking amongst themselves, 
it's like, whoa, is this how y'all talk? <laughs> like, whoa, I did not expect those words. <laughs> you know, I, I hate, I hate that, but I'm going to have to be honest to say like, those are things that I have experienced, you know, sometimes in the faith where I've gotten to know people up close and I'm just like, I don't, I don't really, I, I liked mm-hmm. you better when you was on stage, yeah. just you preaching. Liked better from afar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know I've, um, I've learned so much from so many people and not even having a conversation with them. And no, that's real. And I'm fine with that. You know, I am totally fine with that. I've, it's been people and I'm not viewing them as spiritual parents or anything, just more as like, you know, they could be like a little online mentor and you're, you know, you're listening to what they're, you know, the, the advice that they're giving, giving or the, the wisdom that they're giving. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, just uh, catching little nuggets. And I've learned so much from people that I probably have never been in rooms with. And so I feel like it, you don't, even if you don't have, or you don't view anybody as a spiritual mom or dad, you don't have to like, I feel like, and that's one thing I hope like the listeners take is like, you don't, you really don't have to, that's not a requirement of being a Christian, you know, (laughs) like it's okay to just, view your spiritual leaders as like yeah that's that's my pastor i appreciate you you know but you don't you you don't have to like you can just because i feel like in a way that could put pressure on you and then put pressure on your view of them so it's also just being careful of how you even go about it too so well i think um this could be a great opportunity for us to take a break And then when we come back, there's actually a scripture I want to share in relationship to this topic. Um, And um, it was actually spoken by Jesus. And, you know, when Jesus talked, he went straight to the point. (laughs) He was like, I ain't got time to sugarcoat it. I'm going to give it to you straight up. (laughs) (laughs) So I would love to read a portion of that. I would encourage people, you know, to read the full chapter when I'm done with it, because I am an advocate of reading the Bible for yourself. Mm -hmm. But um, when we get Mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to read it for y'all. All right. All right. We'll be right back. This podcast episode is brought to you by The Plug Devotional. You can order it right now on Amazon.com. Check out The Plug Devotional now. All right, ladies, we're back. And um, Bishop Lauren is going to share a scripture with us. Oh, my God. <laughs> if y'all have saw my face. <laughs> Go ahead, Pastor, Pastor, uh, Go ahead. Pastor okay. Bishop Evangelist. <laughs> Uh, re- no, I was side note. Remember the spiritual gifts uh uh thing? Oh that- my god. <laughs> and every uh, your yeah. result. Uh, we ain't gonna talk about it. Uh, <laughs> what was her result? I missed that. Everybody was running from their results. Oh, everybody was <laughs> right. from their results. I was like, who decided to take this test? I wanna take it. I wanna take it. I don't. <laughs> I took it one time. That's it. Just like the COVID <laughs> shot. Just that's it. <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead bishop Wells. okay all right so this scripture is coming out of matthew 23 and i'm gonna read verses 8 um, through 12 and it says and i'm reading the new living translation it says don't let anyone call you rabbi for you have only one teacher and all of you are equal equals as brothers and sisters and don't address anyone here on earth as father 
for only God in heaven is your father. And don't let anyone call you teacher, for you have only one teacher, the Messiah. The greatest among you must be a servant, but those who exalt themselves will be humble, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Mm. And I thought that that was like, bing, <laughs> like right there on the nail, um, where God is pretty much telling you, like, I, I love the last thing that he said. He was like, um, those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. And I think it goes back to what I was saying before. It's like, allow other people to exalt you. You don't have to exalt yourself by saying, this is my spiritual father. You know, allow people to say, I see that father son relationship amongst y'all. Like I see it, you know, and let them call it out. I think it's more humble that way anyway. Any feedback? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, it's just, I mean, it's just a reminder that he can't be replaced, you mm-hmm. know, so often here we want to replace him with everything else, but that relationship just cannot be replaced. And truthfully, he doesn't have a desire to be replaced. He wants to be your, our father. Like he wants mm-hmm. to be all that he is to us. So the beauty is letting him be that. Yep. Amen. I think the last thing that I got from what, ooh, I'm about to sneeze. Bless Bless you. you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, y'all. But I think the thing that I got was the relationship with God in learning and maturing in Christ. God gives you opportunities to learn and glean from other people. But that should not replace him leading and guiding you through the Holy Spirit. And then the same vice versa. You have the Holy Spirit, which leads and guides you. But that doesn't mean that you don't also need someone who's able to break down the word in a way that you understand and can apply to your life. And I'm not sure exactly what scripture it is, but in the word, it also says that, you know, the Lord gives unto us teachers and prophets and all of these gifts to the body of Christ to ensure that we are edified and built up immature. So I think that to Denise's point at the beginning of the conversation, it's not an either or type of scenario. It's a both and like you need the Holy Spirit. You also need someone who's able to help you understand and break down the word. So I think this has been an awesome conversation for sure. It has. Very interesting conversations. I'm, I'm glad, you know, Denise brought it, brought it up because I don't think you know, in my my past, I haven't heard any conversations about this before. I just kind of cringe anytime I hear people say mother or father, but it has never been a discussion that I've had before where I, I, I can voice why I cringe, you know. And so now I'm still going to cringe, but, you know, at least I can say report to the park. Oh, <laughs> but, my gosh. Well, not but. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, well, wait, before we go. There is something that, because I feel like my answer kind of deviated when, especially with Sade talking about the Holy Spirit and how Denisa was saying earlier that, you know, what are your thoughts on people, you know, just saying we need, I have the Holy Spirit. I don't need that, um, I guess that spiritual leadership or the... Mm-hmm. The guidance. The guidance. I was going to say church, but that's going to be another topic. So, yeah, that's a whole nother yeah. podcast. So the guidance, like, what do you feel about like those people that are 
on this journey of, well, I'm just going to allow the Holy Spirit to flow and follow. And I'm just going, you know, they're not necessarily, um, I'm not allowing, but yeah, allowing anybody to kind of help lead their walk in a way. I think, how can I put this? I feel like when you say I have the Holy Spirit, I don't need anything else. It confuses me because the spirit is, okay, so there's a scripture that talks about the spirit being tested by the spirit and spiritual things being understood by the spirit. And it's kind of like, in order to have your spirit in the right place, you have to renew your mind. Because even though your spirit is perfect, in order for you to get anywhere in life, it's the equivalent of you have a GPS that knows how to get to everywhere you want to go, but you're not looking at it. That's like what the alignment is. So if you're not renewing your mind with the word of God, it can't connect in a way with your spirit where you're aligned and you're going in the correct direction. So yeah, it's great that you have the Holy Spirit, which leads and guides you into all truth and shows you things which are to come. But unless that is aligned with your mind, your will, your emotions, meaning your feeler, your thinker, your chooser, the decisions that you're making on a daily basis, which are renewed by the word, you're not going to get anywhere except for your spirit knowing something that your mind can't readily comprehend because you're not renewing it with the word or being taught by someone who knows the word and can help you break it down so that what your spirit is desiring or trying to direct you in the way of you can comprehend. I hope that makes sense. It does. Because it does. Well, don't don't add to that because we want to say Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit all day long. But at the end of the day, we're still free agents. I still get to wake up every day and put on, if I want to put a true story on the Sunday, I had on this dress. It was way too short, but I look cute. So I popped my little butt in that car, right? And I was like, I'm still going to church. Halfway to church, guess what? Holy Spirit is like, sis, turn around. Look at you. You sitting down now. All you see is legs. When you get in service, what you going to see? All these legs. legs. I did. So guess what I did? I was irritated, but that's because I listened to me because I have free will, right? I listened to myself. And then when the Holy Spirit checked me, I yielded and I turned around and I went and put some pants on. And then I went to church. But I think a lot of times it's so, I don't want to say churchy. It's popular right now to say the Holy Spirit. And sometimes when you don't realize it, you're just like, oh, I have the Holy Spirit. I don't need anything else. To me, that's the equivalent of I have a car outside, but it's on E, so it can't take me anywhere. Like, yes, you have that. Yes, you can have a 2022 bigly out there. But if it ain't equipped with what you need to get to where you're going, where, where are you going? You in the driveway. So, yes, you do have the Holy Spirit. But you still need other things, right? And truthfully, if you have the Holy Spirit, I know this, that I know this, and I'm going to be bold and say it. The Holy Spirit is not going to keep you cramped up by yourself and not, you know, building and edifying those that are around you. And yes. Putting and edified as well. That's just not how he works. You may want to be that way, but he's going to check you and get you together so quick by, you know, even month two, month three, you you ready, you itching to give a word. You itching to receive something. It just pours out of you, kind of like Lauren said. Like, I don't have to be like, I'm team Jesus. So for you to know after a conversation with me, what you getting? You know that you feel a little different after our conversation. You know you might want to pick up that Bible and be like, what was she talking about? That girl said, oh, what was that? You know, that's just how it is because that's just who he is and how he operates through us. So I don't even think that's the thing. I think people can say it, but that ain't It really sounds cute. It's like, right, it sounds cute. cute, but I was, that ain't. 
I was going to add one one thing to what both of you all has had just said. What initially came to mind when Ayana asked that question was the the verse in Proverbs that says iron sharpens iron. Um, I think a lot of times when we think about that scripture, we're thinking about you know, linking ourselves up with someone that can sharpen us, right? If we're iron, then we're linking ourselves up with with a piece of iron that can sharpen us. What I can also take from that scripture is that iron gets dull, Mm. right? So if he's saying that iron sharpens iron, that means at some point that iron is going to get dull. Even if you think about your knife, you can cut however many states. At one point, you're going to need to sharpen that knife. And so to uh, Ayana's point, I think it is important for us to make sure we find that iron. That's what the Lord is instructing us to do. He's saying that, hey, you're going to get dull. I'm letting you know, sis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're getting dull. Um, but you need to make sure that you're going to be connected to some iron so that when you are in those dull places, you can be sharpened and that you can still be piercing as a knife. So mm-hmm. that was what I wanted to add You know, to what Ayan's questions. That was good. Thank you, guys. I just wanted to, especially with Denisa uh, bringing it up earlier, I wanted to make sure and touch on that because, like Denisa said in the group chat, it feels like that's what a lot of people are doing. And then that's what I've seen. And, you know, in my spirit, felt in my spirit, different conversations. It's, it's interesting. I'll just say that. It's, it's very interesting, the different things that people are going through right now, the different, um, I guess, religions. I don't even know if to call it. A re- I don't know. Religions, I guess, that they are experimenting with and allowing. And that's exactly what it is. Experimenting. Yeah, because they're allowing different spirits to come in and intervene and and it's very fear based and, you know, people are it. It's a lot. It's definitely a lot going on. So thank you guys for really expounding on that. Yeah. And my mind is going like a mile a minute right now, but I'm trying to hold back because I know we're going to do that other episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my mind is like on a mile a minute. So stay tuned for part two, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Stay tuned for part two. Is there anything else that you want to add to this episode, Lauren? (laughs) No. I've said it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Lord. Well, we want to thank you guys for tuning in today. This was really good. We hope that you got something out of it. If you didn't, there's a bunch of more episodes. So just scroll up, pick you another one, Sid. <laughs> pick you another one. Um, if you're not connected with us, if this is your first time, be sure to connect with us on all social media platforms at Save Girl Secrets on Instagram and Facebook at Save Girl Secret. No S on Twitter. If you want to talk deeper about this, feel free to send us a secret letter to savegirlsecrets at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We love you. Good God bless you. Love and peace, guys. Bye. Bye.